Hello and welcome to a new episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters from their humble folkloric beginnings to their modern day incarnations. I am one of your hosts, Leonard, and I am joined today by my other co-host, Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm... it's freezing here. It's very cold. Uh, Otherwise, I'm doing okay. (laughs) All right, right. Yes, cold in uh, good old Texas. It is uh, chilly in L.A., chillier than normal, but certainly nothing uh, comparable or close to what's uh, going on in your neck of the woods. Um, I, I was trying to figure out a segue to cold from cold to our topic today but i i couldn't really get one uh so i'm just going to say uh that we are once again returning to the uh wacky uh introspective <laughs> world of interface and covering interface part 2 uh continuing our trend of bizarre alt history based <laughs> uh, offerings that we've uh, been giving out this year. Yeah, I mean, more or less how the last few years have been going, an alternate history may be preferable, but just mm-hmm. not this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, mm, well, the inter- it's mm, the interface one's weird. I definitely wouldn't want to live in Monument Mythos, but I do. No. I, I I I don't think I would have a problem with uh, the interface uh, reality. Well, yeah, and you wouldn't ha- like. There's not a before times. It's it's extended too far back. So well, I guess it's technically the same with Monument Mythos, where it's just predating us so there's not something where you'd be like oh i'm aware that there was a difference before this happened right well i think there's also a level of secrecy with monument mythos that you don't get in interface like yep this is the world down there are ghosts and monsters and squid sapient squid sushi set chefs uh sky's red the water's red yeah, the things don't seem particularly as um, hostile to to human life, whereas in uh, Monument Mythos, that's the whole the whole thing is you at any time could be a sacrifice to some sort of interdimensional being. Uh, yes, and that's not a great fate. Or you could be stretched into infinity, and also not cool. So. Oh, uh, well, speaking of, well, I mean, speaking of being stretched <laughs> into infinity, hey, we're back. We're back with um, our best uh, Eldritch Boy, uh, Mischief, because um, uh, he's great, even though he's continues to be one of the most horrifying things I think I've ever seen a person create. But yeah, no, he's back. Um, should we just do a quick recap of the first part before we move into uh, part two? Yes, let's, because there was a lot going on, and if you're just coming into this fresh, you will be lost. Yes. Uh, all right, Interface is the story of Heinrich, a what? Middle-aged man in a blue suit and bowler? 
who has uh, basically disconnected from the world uh, because he is an immortal uh, who is accosted and then befriended by a uh, spaghetti noodle worm clown creature named Mischief. Uh, who seems unbelievably sinister, looks unbelievably sinister, and is uh, proven to be, uh, time and time again, a pretty solid bro. Um, Mischief uh, is drawn to Henrik, uh, and they go on a uh, journey of 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 self-discovery where Mischief tries to ascertain why Henrik has uh, removed himself from from human existence uh, while gaining some insights into himself as well, because uh, Mischief used to be a human being who was stationed on a battleship participating in the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment was um, a cloaking, basically a cloaking device, uh, that for whatever reason in this universe uh, was uh, became a teleporter when it uh, phased back into reality. It uh, phased uh, into the harbor uh, into the harbor of New York. Uh, many of its crew members were fused to the hull and decks, uh, and one of the uh, crew members. Uh, began to ascend to godhood question mark before he was shot down by the air force uh but the uh main uh takeaway from this event was the uh discovery of cerebral electricity a power source that had always existed but had been invisible uh, to to human measurement, uh, and with its uh, reveal, um, uh, all manner of creatures, spirits, and and entities from from fairy tales and antiquity uh, were also uh, revealed to humanity. So now, humanity lives in a very different world where monsters, ghosts, and all manner of things, demons. Uh, continue to exist uh and that's all background uh, uh to to the story of of these two individuals uh Heinrich and and mischief uh is there anything that you would like to add dave yes there is a conglomerate that is the big evil uh, in the background and sort of in the forefront eventually where they have um harness the power uh, of the cerebral electricity and try to bend it to their will uh, in order to ostensibly restore the world to its condition um, previous to uh, 1943? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And that is the main antagonist for the the series. Yes. Uh... They have been not only doing that, but they have been uh, uh, capturing and harnessing the power of certain entities as well. Um, also, they have a horrific baby face blimp, which um, uh, in, in, in classic Saturday morning cartoon fashion, uh, the moment I, I, I see that, I'm like, you're evil. I don't care what you're saying about anything 
you clearly do not have the best of the intentions because you've got a giant blimp that has a literal baby's face on it and mm-mm, that's a that's a big red flag although considering the state of the world i guess that isn't the weirdest thing a person could possibly encounter no but when you've made that your like corporate mascot then maybe <laughs> maybe things have gone off the rail a little bit yes uh, uh, and most importantly, the the driving force behind uh, Henrik, who uh, incidentally is uh, mute throughout the entire series, never speaks, uh, is the discovery that uh, he is not alone in the world. His great great granddaughter is still alive and out there, and uh, he ha- he and mischief have gone on a journey to locate her. Yes. It's a it's a journey of of self understanding, uh, yes, and like a rescue attempt. Yes, um, and so uh, we uh, <laughs> we return to interface as uh, Henrik in the mischief mobile. Um, uh, are are heading east from Montreal because this is set in Canada. Um uh mischief uh comments uh that Henrik once again is smoking quite a bit. He never sees him take him take them out of his pocket. He doesn't know where he's getting them from. Uh and and, and it it should be noted that mischief is speaking to him as the knob on the gear shift of the mischief mobile um uh and um i think this is where he starts to kind of figure out what the deal with heinrich is um but uh that is interrupted when mischief uh realizes that because he is a car with a combustion engine he requires gas uh however that gas may in fact just be souls because mischief eats souls uh so he transforms into a unicycle <laughs> because he says uh, i might have to switch over to something a little more sustainable uh and i think um, it, while this sequence is kind of funny, I think it does actually highlight a real uh, kind of an important uh, fact about Henrik uh, that we were uh, never shown before, which is that he's actually surprisingly athletic because uh, the unicycle hits a branch in the middle of the road and Heinrich manages to do an action roll and suffer absolutely no injury. Yes. Although this is also one of the, the few times that he's exhibiting an expression other than just existence. Yes. When he appears on the unicycle, because there's no warning, he's just sitting and then now he's pedaling a unicycle and he just has yes. this look of terror on his face. <laughs> yep. Uh, which is is uh, amusing once again, considering the fact that he is he is immortal. Um, I'm uh, of course I will assume that his immortality is not invulnerability, but um, I uh, the, yeah I yes. I don't think that's the case. I think he is invulnerable. Huh, we'll we'll okay. get to that. 
there's all right. because this the the way the narrative goes and the way this is all um animated uh but it's intentionally vague in a lot of parts and it also does a lot of cutaways mm-hmm. um because it's a limited color palette uh we're getting a lot of light and shadow stuff things are obscure details are lost uh, and then there's a lot of abstract art uh going on because the the series itself is um delving um and dealing with just like heavy symbolism uh, so right. there's a there's a lot of things that occur and you have to sort of interpret extra. Mm-hmm. You do you have to do a little bit. You can't watch this as passively as another piece of media. You have to kind of engage with it a little bit, um, right? Just by virtue of things being obscure, okay? V- visually, right? All right, we will get to that then. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I have worked under the uh, assumption that he is, he is, um, you know, immortal but not invulnerable. But so I will be interested in hearing your thoughts on that. Um, Mischief uh, apologizes uh, and says that uh, uh, apologizes to Henrik, saying that he sits there sometimes that he simply can't help himself uh, because uh, uh, mischief is is in fact the most appropriate name for this creature. Uh, so he transforms into a little pink bike with a basket where his head comes out uh, out of uh, kind of like ET at points. Uh, and the, he says, hey, maybe we can help each other. Uh, and they continue on. Um, is uh, this where we get the vignette set in the past for Dreamland, Dave? Yes, this this one segues into that. The, the, the majority of this part two, uh, we get glimpses of the past in part one, but part two is like dwelling on it. Like specifically but it's also reframing a lot of the um we we see a lot of incidences in part one this is repeating some of those but i think what we're getting here is um the actual events versus someone else's narrative like reflection on it because uh while mischief isn't he doesn't lie. He's straightforward with things, but you have to. You, you're getting things filtered through. I think Henrik's perception of what mischief is telling him, versus here where you get to see events as they occurred, um, through mischief's perception, versus right. like it being that extra. That extra filter is now removed. Is my reading on it? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. And it also ends up providing uh, significantly more context uh, as well, because a lot of the these events are are framed as vignettes, and as you said, are filtered through um, Heinrich's perception of of what is being told to him. Um, uh, but yeah, Dreamland uh, is is a quick little vignette uh, about. Uh, Excuse me about Dreamland, which was a um, an actual amusement park uh, in New York, I believe Coney Island, uh, 
uh, permanence uh, setup. And in, in this, it, it, this sequence takes place in 1911. Uh, we have a uh, ringmaster with uh, an obvious scar uh, talking about how he uh, has seen death and uh wrestled with him and and it's 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 a it's it's a speech and uh the voice actor has a really fantastic like kind of bronxy new yorky uh very over the top act accent to go along with it uh but all this is to set up uh um the incorporeal clown uh uh, Percy, um, which uh, is mischief uh, before his transformation. However, his clown makeup looks exactly like mischief's face. So uh, up until recently, I was under the impression that this was uh, post-transformation and that this was a, a guise that he had taken um, to appear... Uh, more human to uh, do the Dr. Manhattan and attempt to uh, uh, maintain a human existence, even though he is not human anymore. That is in fact, not the case. Um, and uh, at the end of the speech, when it is, when his name is revealed to be per Percy, he, all he can say is, I, I thought we agreed to change that. <laughs> um, because, uh, I think every I was expecting it to obviously be mischief because that sounds like the name of an incorporeal clown. <laughs> yes, but instead it's Percy. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, this whole segment um is like much of this series. It's it's meditations on not really the meaning of life, but like what we perceive as death and what happens afterward to people. Um, what does that mean for the survivors? Because a lot of this is survivor's guilt. Um, right. That that's that's literally both Henrik and uh Mischief's um core thing they sort of are wrestling with and i think um on on mischief's part it's not something that he's uh overly concerned with he's moved out of that human concern but yes. he he i think he feeds on it yes so he deals with it directly because he needs that as a source of fuel right yeah Yes, because uh, as as we mentioned in the previous episode, and I think I actually mentioned earlier, um, Bishop feeds on the souls of the living <laughs> uh, because uh, it appears that cerebral electricity, uh, at least some form of it, uh, is is uh, what one could refer to as the soul, uh, and everything that is alive. Uh, releases it when it dies and mischief just kind of uh slurps it up and um you know that's conceptually horrifying but he it's been shown that at least in everything that we've seen of the series that he is 
not engineering the deaths of people in order to feed, well, not even just people, but entities in order to feed that he, he will, he just happens to locate where possibly where death will occur and wait to, to feed um, there. Uh, Not only that, but I think there has to be some sort of accord. Um, He's, he's, he's a parasite and he gets something in exchange for something else. Right. Is kind of how it, it's shown to maybe work. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he can passively do it, but it can also be, like, granted to him. Yeah. Just because... not just not on part of the person dying. <laughs> it's, it's... Right. It's a little worse. It's other people making that decision for you. And that's yes. something that the series is trading heavily on as well. It's it's focusing on uh, large uh, moral and ethical decisions that uh, that are supposed to be personal. But because of the way society and civilization works, um, those decisions are kind of foisted upon us in a non-decision way. Like they're 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 things that are you're given an illusion of choice uh, when you opt into society. Like there's there's right. there's things that you do on a daily basis that you feel are choices you're making, but really the alternative is like a non-choice. Like you if you didn't do the one thing uh you really can't do the other so right you're just stuck with whatever is the best looking one right yeah uh yes <laughs> yeah yes uh and that <clears throat> comes into play uh at the uh that concept comes into play at the end of the series um uh, after that vignette with uh, Mischief in his former human life, uh, Mischief Bike and Henrik come across a uh, uh, a washout in the road, uh, and uh, Mischief uh, uh, suggests that Henrik not cro- try to cross it, although it doesn't look that particularly deep to me. Um, but I think it's more of the fact that it's just because Mischief is the bike and he didn't want to get wet. I I don't know. Um, but then they encounter a, a river spirit, um, that, that gives them some advice. Uh, I, 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 it's, I... I always kind of fail to grasp what the, this entity is saying in his quick uh, speech to Henrik in Mischief, uh, because I focus on the fact that Mischief uh, is uh, completely fascinated with this entity to the point that he just magically produces a camera uh, and takes a photo of it, as if um, it is a thing that even for as long as Mischief has existed in his current state, uh, that there's always something uh, new and fantastical for him to to see to bear witness to um i think that's uh bizarre and charming 
Um, did you happen to catch any of the real meat of this this uh, this speech, Dave? Not really. Uh, I was focusing more on like later speeches. Mm-hmm. The, the episode is—I mean, it's, an, it's, not, it's not even an episode. Um, it's a compilation of episodes, and it's about an hour long. So it's so dense that I kind of only kind of recall moments because every few seconds there could be a visual nod to something that you have to like potentially you can realize when you're watching it that they're um if you're not familiar with it uh it's it's coded in a way that like well that has to be a reference to a painting or something but i'd have to stop and then go look it up and that's like well i don't have the time to do that (laughs) right so well Conveniently, on the wiki, uh, they 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 have it written down. Yeah, yeah. But like, it actively, when I was watching it, I was trying to figure out the parts that it's all important, but what is easily like latched onable? Like, what could I take away from this in a more overt manner? Right. Like, th- this is something that, as as you have done, requires multiple viewings. It's like, well, I don't have time to watch this three times. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, what can I get out of this in the one viewing, uh, but still take away as, like, a theme, like a bigger theme? So a lot of the speeches are dealing specifically with death, or they're dealing with, uh, like, the uh, potentiality. Like, like what um how are you viewing the world like are you are you stuck in the past are you caught in the present or are you looking to the future and trying to change not only the world around you but change yourself um for the better or for the worse right like that, that's that's i feel a large heart of this part two Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and that is directly to Henrik's, uh, relates directly to Henrik's, uh, disassociation from, from the world and, and, and humanity. Um, once again, I can't help but feel like, um, Henrik and Mischief exists as what if you took Dr. Manhattan and split him into two different people, um, two different entities. Uh, where it it appears that Mischief has all of his bizarre reality-manipulating abilities and Henrik's just ever-present and and uh, eternal. Um, yeah. And which I think uh, works, especially when they uh, essentially do their fusion dance and become one entity and <laughs> essentially become like... Uh, <laughs> a, a a pink Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Um. We uh after um a a frog is killed uh, and and mischief eats its soul uh and then decides that he wants to be a frog now but not here because it's not safe because he just watched a heron kill a frog. Um. But this episode is, uh, the, or this this sequence is um, really important because this is 
um, kind of Henrik's backstory, which is, um, what, uh, would you say First World War? Uh, well, no, there weren't planes. Second? I guess Second World War? Um, um yes. Um, so Henrik, uh, floated out of the sky on a parachute, unconscious, no planes around. Uh, and was uh, taken to uh, to a hospital. Uh, the uh, uh, his future wife uh, was his attending nurse, who patched him up. And uh, when he awoke and saw her, he said, "I love you." And uh, thus they began their life. Um, and this is relayed by his daughter, um, because his wife has already passed on. Um, we see, uh, Henrik before, uh, still not speaking, still wearing the same outfit, although he has removed his jacket and hat, uh, they are making pierogies, um, it's just really charming, and, um, uh, it, it, I do think that it's, it's important, because, so I initially I thought like oh there was like some bizarre thing that happened to Heinrich and his plane and that's why he's immortal no that's that's not why he's immortal it's just a another weird coincidence laid over his life as well uh, I think yeah So yeah, it would have been World War II. Um, yes, and um, this is... Uh, Henrik is remembering this after finally locating uh, uh, his old home. It is in disrepair and falling apart. There is a tree, a fallen tree outside that... Henrik remembers planting as a sapling. Um, it's actually really, it, uh, while the, the story is nice, it's it's sad to watch him, uh, you know, realize that, that, this, that this life, this existence is gone. Um, the only real levity is uh, now that Mischief is inside, he has transformed himself into literally the ugliest, most horrific frog ever. But is uh, but because he is Mischief, he is still charming uh, and desperately trying to figure out how to frog correctly. Um, I believe he's, he says, I'm a frog and I'm feeling fresh. Yes. <laughs> uh, um and so uh yeah, that's the that's the that's that sequence. Um we also get a a a flashback to um uh Dreamland again. Uh um and this is where uh, Mischief sets it alight, um, which is how Dreamland in our reality burned down, but that was due to a series of shoddy repairs. This one features uh, Mischief burning it to the ground, uh, I can assume because of 
uh, it's it's implied that Mischief was in a relationship with uh, a female accordion player uh, at Dreamland, and that the ringmaster uh, somehow put the kibosh on that, and as an act of retaliation, uh, burned Dreamland to the ground. Uh, is that what you got from that, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I how I took that one. Um, is... But the important oh, go on. No, no, go ahead. Oh, um, one of the but one of the important aspects of this little vignette is Henrik uh, remembering how he told his daughter um, that if she ever found herself lost at uh, late uh, out at night to head towards uh, a lighthouse um, by the shore uh, close to the house. Uh, and that he would go at, there and find her. And I believe at this point, Henrik resolves to go to the lighthouse uh, in the hopes of possibly finding his great-great-granddaughter there. Yeah, it's and it's and it makes it a little bit more iconic because they have a specific like place to reach that's the the lighthouse is serving that that beacon right. not only for um anyone like that's lost to be found but um as a point for um Henrik and uh mischief yes and then, and then is this being something that uh Mischief is the um, the the mode, like he's the way to get there, but not something that like this is something that Henrik has to do. <laughs> yes. Um. I oh um <laughs> let's see um moving on I we uh Henrik and uh Mischief become uh the next targets from uh uh the Greetings Robotic Corporation and and more importantly uh Cami <laughs> the AI controlled Beer is is Cammy essentially just like uh, a a containment trap from Ghostbusters, but like a Japanese Ghost in the Shell robot. Yes, that's my <laughs> read on it. Is Cammy is a uh, a shell to hold yes. the ghosts. Yes. Um. Although she does seem to have uh, at possible aspirations of like uh self actualization uh, uh, yeah she... i she's it's not a collection of consciousnesses it's um there's an overriding like one that's controlling everything yes and the others uh, are uh in like as in mischief's case they are fuel and um like a synthesis where she can draw upon whatever skills that those those 
had possessed in life. Right. Um, yes, because in this next uh, 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 sequence, uh, we see the uh, Greetings uh, Robotics Corporation uh, trucks pull up with sheets of cerebral electricity. Um, uh, way back in part one, there was a vignette where Cammy came and uh, 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 literally spirited away a ghost that, uh, a hand ghost. I, I know that sounds bizarre, but that's exactly what it is. Um, away from a little girl in an apartment building and left the building itself uh, raised. Um, uh, still structurally standing, however, all the walls... Uh, the, the facade, were, the front facade yes. was just vaporized. Yes, and uh, the Greetings has come back and using cerebral electricity has uh, not only repaired the building but made it nicer. Um, using, uh, m most importantly, using the uh, copies of the the ghost hand uh, that Cammy absorbed. Um, we see the little girl um, from that previous episode walking down the street uh, as people witness, uh, you know, uh, the hands uh, going about their business, making the world, big air quotes with this, a better place, uh, with greetings, slogans saying we all are one, um, the giant blimp, uh, uh, projecting a uh, a wanted uh, photo of Heinrich and, and Mischief um, until uh, one hand, uh, which I believe all the hands up until this one uh, were pink, but one hand transforms back into uh, the the greenish color of the the, the ghost the spirit um, in before the little girl. Uh, uh, I guess indicating that that whatever consciousness uh, uh, this uh, entity had has been restored at least in in this version of itself. Yeah. Um. So there are um. There are kind of a couple of interesting notes. Uh. Uh, mainly with Cammy's software screen. Um, I believe the uh, the uh, they're referred to the the spirits that she's absorbed are 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 referred to as memories, and the hand is uh, Shiva. Um, let's see, uh, and that's the ghost. Uh, Gao is the lungs, and Akuro Kamui is the heart. Yes, um, which is uh, uh, the the octopus chef. Uh, the did we see? I only recall her seeing seeing Kami absorb uh, the two, the Shiva and 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 the the chef. I guess the other was uh, done off screen, but they yeah, as far as I know. Um, but they correspond to body parts, which uh, makes sense because we have, as we have seen with the baby blimp, uh, it is whenever she absorbs one of these entities, it it 
gains a corresponding like human organ. My, yes, my... and Kamui, uh, Kamui, um, Kami has to analyze the the essence of what she's absorbed and can gain multiple abilities from them. It's not just like a singular mm-hmm. thing. Okay, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, that's weird. I mean, it's weird to give a machine organs although i think that is is uh become the reason for that becomes uh clear as 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 this uh speeds to its conclusion um uh what do, i feel like i'm missing something dave dave what happens next remind remind me <laughs> oh uh this part gets all convoluted. Um, it it shows that uh, Kami uh, ha- has a new target, which has now been um, set to mischief and um, Henrik. So that's she's directly pursuing them. They were. Um, Greetings Robotics was already kind of fully aware of uh, mischief from from yes. prior to the company's uh, inception, and uh, Henrik I think has they're obviously aware of Henrik, um, but on a level that's not like concern at the time, right? But uh, it's it's theorized because it's this thing is so abstract it's theorized that uh mischief can fulfill another uh, organ he could right. potentially be the brain uh kami has autonomy but it is still like it's tethered uh and is still in con- under control of greetings robotics i think just probably due to the shell that's containing it um Right. And the mask, which seems to be something that acts as a, uh, I don't, I don't feel, it's not really like a leash. It is a, um, blinders, I guess would be the better oh, way. Yes. Like, as you would put on a horse to like keep them going forward mm-hmm. or not, not be spooked from the side. That the mask itself is a one-way perception. Like, Kami can only see out of it, but can't reflect on itself, like, what it what it is. Right. I think it's limiting its, its um, sentience or its self-awareness. Right. Yeah. The mask as, as a limiter. Um, this also kind of, uh, they, this is, this is, I believe, believe they set up the, you know, the groundwork for this in part one, but this is where it kind of, uh, starts to, uh, solidify that, that, um, Kami and Mischief are two sides of the same coin. That, that they, they exist as essentially, they are 
conceptually the same kind of entity, just based on the nature of what, like, what, like, Kami consumes cerebral electricity, which are, are partially con- um, composed of souls, as do, as does Mischief, uh, and like that they have these vast both of them have these vast powers however uh kami was never an actual hu- isn't a human being so it doesn't it's impossible to see the world the way a, a, a person can however mischief was a person once and and reacts appropriately as a person in in situations I, I don't know if any of this makes sense but i i did really start to get the feeling that they were um you know framing them as as opposites uh, of one another at this point uh i think so too like that's a it's probably not a one-to-one thing, right. but that's the the closest read on it. I I think that it requires more delving into. Like I would have to watch it all again, or get mm-hmm. or listen to like some of the speeches again. Right. The the ones I internalized more are the longer speeches by um, uh, Mr. Greetings, like that. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be, to me, the 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 thrust of the series versus like the the um, smaller, though no less important, um, themes running through it. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I, I agreed. Uh, well, yeah, and it, it uh, yeah, because the the series is. Or the the film is uh, is about this this smaller experience, uh, this this weird road trip of of Henrik and 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 mischief, um, uh, and uh, I I do like as they head to the lighthouse, uh, we get a brand new mischief form, um, his quantum entanglement form that works as long as he's not being observed. Yeah, um, I th- I think they're them playing with that is more important than the one-off like joke that it comes across as. Yes. Um probably mostly because the nature of the um cerebral electricity is probably a <laughs> That makes it even so. The probability of it being a quantum thing is high. <laughs> yes. Yes. That that idea yes. of uh, observable chaos, like the thing that you're, the thing changes according to like what you're observing. So once you could, once something happened that enabled humanity to observe the uh cerebral electricity uh that made it exist yes like that brought yeah. more things into existence because it is now perceived right yes 
yeah, yes, the the good old the good old chestnut of perception becomes reality, uh, and uh, oh, you know, uh, you know that old Lovecraft chestnut that permeates every single, nearly every single thing uh, that he's ever written, which is why the 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 goal for a happy life is to not look into anything because the moment you realize it exists, your life is ruined. Um, <laughs> just like the world was ruined uh, during the Philadelphia experiment in the, in the series. Um, Mischief also uh, uh, questions whether, uh, whether Heinrich really expects to find his great, great, great granddaughter at the lighthouse. Uh, and if she, if he did, would she even recognize him? Would he even recognize her? Um, a bunch of uh, philosophical questions, which is 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 mischief's uh, bag. Um, but uh, funny enough, uh, in fact, his granddaughter is heading towards the lighthouse, um, and I believe um, the uh, the blimp and Cammy are heading towards the lighthouse as well. Yeah, it's it's drawing everybody in. Um, possibly because of the concentration of um, cerebral electricity that it's now housing as the light. Yes. yes. Um, which I, you know, after after watching uh, season two of Monument Mythos, um, really, really struck me a completely different way of like, oh yeah, let's house this thing this like really dangerous thing in a like very public viewable place uh and just like not let anybody in on it uh, so this cerebral electricity lighthouse um really hit me uh, hit me a completely different way than than any of the other viewings previous to to this one um so that 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 was weird and unpleasant. I'm like, mm, I don't yeah, know and about I, and this. I, I want to know because a lot of the things in this are um, they're unreliable and constructed. Like it's a constructed reality. It's a constructed narrative. Um, in, in speaking in like a a meta sense. Also, we have Kami and the Blimp as containment units for um the electricity yes the, the lighthouse is kind of the same way so i we know or we find out very quickly that the house that henrik had visited is not his house it's it's a fabrication so the lighthouse feels kind of like the same thing like was it made to contain that beacon or did the electricity like go there because it was a significant place, which maybe is the case, but it's difficult to tell because of what mischief has already done by absorbing some of Henrik's family. Right. So I, I don't know where to, I don't know where that sits on the, you know, the chicken and the egg scale. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is is a metaphor that comes up later. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Um, uh, but we do finally, we do finally, I, uh, and it's it's technically episode twenty, but we do finally figure out what what has drawn all of these characters together. Um, Heinrich's elderly daughter uh, uh, passes um, after after. Uh, uh, it, uh, a flashback voiceover of her uh, pain and confusion over his his immortality and how he, while he hasn't aged, he couldn't be more different than the man that uh, she used to know because he has withdrawn so thoroughly from the world. Um, she passes away in in the the house, <laughs> um, and yeah. he just leaves her there no he doesn't even barrier uh so i the timeline of of this that these events uh are are weird to me because they feel so that, like that that that's all prologue to everything that happens in um interface right yes because that that's what creates the the ghost the hand ghost yes uh, which is his is is the spirit of his daughter. Yes, which um, is protecting her daughter. Right. Oh uh, no, sorry, her great great granddaughter. Um, because mischief has absorbed his granddaughter. Yes, or has come to. So that's what I. That's what I, what I actually mean about the the timeline of events. Uh, yeah, like that that. Uh... Her turning into the hand happens before everything. Right. Uh, mischief absorbing his family also happens before everything because that's what leads Mischief to finding, to I guess, under knowing about Henrik. Right. Or, no, it's weird. He knows that Henrik is about to die. Or that's Henrik's intention because Henrik's going to try to jump off the bridge he's he's hit that some level of uh having recognized what he's lost through his inattentiveness and is trying to kill himself on the bridge so mischief is there because he absorbs the despair of the recently dead or maybe the living we don't we don't know exactly how he feeds but he's yes he's talking to he's talking to the hand <laughs> yes. he's talking to the ghost uh because the the ghost is there protecting or or bearing witness i guess at this point to um her father's passing because she's waiting for him to join her. Oh, okay. Is okay. How I read it. All right. That, that, that's what's occurring. This this is the moment of Henrik deciding to uh to try and kill himself. But yeah. coincidentally, yes. His uh granddaughter and her husband and great-granddaughter are on the way home i think from wherever they were going and uh i read this is the part where i was saying it's ambiguous because of the art mm -hmm. 
Henrik isn't going to jump off the bridge. He's like waiting for a car to hit him because yes. it's a very small bridge. And he turns and embraces death. Like he arm arms wide open, headlights of the cars coming at him. He doesn't move out of the way. Right. I read this as it, the screen goes black. I think the car hit him. And then veered and then, through the and railing. Then went over the railing. Because it, it, it's coming too quickly. But it could have tried to swerve to not hit him. And then went over yeah. the railing. It, it doesn't That's... show. I think it hit him. Okay. Yeah, because I I had been running under the impression that it swerved um to to miss him yeah um, and it and it may have, i mean like i said this part it, it goes black i feel it hit him it didn't kill him and he just got back up right because it, there's a sound of a collision and then the then the car goes over right. uh but i either way he's not harmed by this and uh jumps into the river to try to save his family Yes. And only comes uh, out of the river with his um, great-granddaughter. Oh, well, the, the hand comes Yeah, the hand, comes, the out. hand comes out. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, obviously, you know, if Henrik dived, uh, you know, reached the car, then... Because it's also kind of ambiguous whether or not he knew it was... He realized it was his, his granddaughter and his, her husband uh, in the car... Uh, yeah, he can't before. see the occupants of the car. He just sees headlights, right. and then the car. So, works. so to you know dive in after them and then come up with the realization that not only did you fail to kill yourself, but you've also killed the only remaining family that you have left. Um, yeah, because he he didn't realize that his great granddaughter was still alive. Right. Mischief had to tell him. So yeah, so the hand. Save her. I guess Henrik like got swept down the river, or it doesn't. You know, it doesn't show that part. It just shows that he dove in, but then wasn't able to do anything. Because we've right. seen this happen before, but it was it was through mischief telling, like reminding him that this is what happened. Yes. Uh, and. Henrik never had the other side of it, whereas this is this is explicitly mischief talking to uh, the ghost and like sort of making a deal of these people are dead and he gets to have their energy provided that like the the daughter or the great granddaughter can like survive yes um it's also worth mentioning that um uh that the the ghost tells mischief that he can have all that that perish um and i think this is the only time in the series where uh mischief's eyes uh you know half-lidded eyes are do not uh contain the uh cerebral electricity uh that normally is uh, we normally see with within them when they're partially open 
Um, so it is entirely possible that this is may in fact have been the the starting point of when he began consuming souls. <laughs> yeah, we're not given like that that bit of timeline. Um, however, it, it's weird because they know what's going to happen. Right. Yes. And because mischief is saying specifically, he's here to witness the mortal sin and the consequences of blood guilt, but also <clears throat> it's supper time. So yes. he, ahead of the crash, they're aware of what Henrik is doing. Yes. But I think that he's also aware that Henrik is immortal. Yes. So it's I, it's weird. There, I I wonder if there's if this is some kind of like subtle implication that there is some kind of uh you know low level psychic tether that all of these anomalous entities have. Like they're kind of passively aware of what's going on with the others okay uh yeah and then mischief is the one that fishes henrik out of the water oh okay yeah that 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 was the exchange so ghost is like if you you know save save my father but you can have the ones that died Yes. Yes. So that that was the deal. Yeah. Uh Oh no. Maybe so, maybe yeah, mischief I think did, that... maybe mischief did lie <laughs> about something. Yeah, and this is um it's interpretation, but I think like that's on the money where uh, the ghost is making that deal, and this is the first time that mischief is absorbing cerebral electricity. Like he existed as it before, but didn't wasn't using it to like power himself up. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's that's an important episode that uh kind of uh ties everything together well not everything but uh really solidifies what the connection between these three entity well technically four entities um have with one another uh because up until now it's all been kind of these weird little vignettes uh regarding them especially with the great great granddaughter um because she's only been in like two or three very short sequences. Yeah, and um Mischief has repeatedly said that he ha he knows more of what's going on than Henrik does. Right. And some of that is potentially due to him absorbing um people's spirits, like their energy. Uh, right. And some of that may just be to, due to his own, like, desires that the we don't know what he wants. 
Like yes. we're never we're never given his agenda, mm-hmm. but he has one because he's specifically leading Henrik to the different places, and he's telling him, you know, where um, uh, choose where you want to go, and if you don't, I'll just pick it for you. And he's kind of just because because of Henrik not being an active uh, force, like Henrik's only kind of reacting to things. Uh, that's putting mischief in like the. He's literally the driver, <laughs> uh, right. and and is the one that's guiding Henrik to wherever he wants to, like whatever his ends are. Which I yeah, think he sort exactly. of makes clear toward the end when he says that the um the strong eat the weak and the strong do eat. eat they do eat and um uh, and, and I think he even says even parasites. Yes. Which is what he is. And the events at the end I I read a specific way, so we'll we'll get to that I think pretty quickly. Yeah. Um uh we get an interview with uh Mr. Greetings, uh, uh where uh he talks about the restoration effort. Uh, to change the world back to the way that it was. Um, we get a little more of um, the absolute horror show that was the uh, um, teleportation of the uh, uh, ship during the Philadelphia experiment, um, mainly because... Uh, once again, we were shown significantly more of the people that were fused into the ship, like the, I mean, none of them were lucky, but I, if I'm going to say that anyone who, if anyone was lucky, it was the guy that was completely encased in the, uh, in the ship hole, as opposed to the ones that were partially outfused through it and then just kind of severed. Um, it's really bad. It's actually kind of, um, one of the most conceptually horrific things that I I've seen in a while. Um, but mainly, uh, we get the, uh, we get mischief's ascension and fall. Um, uh, when I, you know, when I say that Henrik and mischief are like, uh, two parts of, of, Dr. Manhattan, like, he is explicitly, like, becoming a god in, in, in the sequence. Uh, do, do you, do you feel the, the same way? Like, he is ascending he, he, to something yes, far his, beyond his, humanity. He lost his corporeal form and he's now formed entirely of cerebral electricity uh he's ga- he's gathered it from i think all of the uh other people that perished in the experiment that were fused and they like their forms are restored briefly but because they're in they're like in ships like in in the metal that that kills them uh, and there, as they die, um, he absorbs that and is going to, we don't know what he's going to do. He's doing something, uh, but, uh, his form is forced into like disillusion briefly, um, when it's attacked by the, 
the the fighter jets. Yes. And that that disillusion is is the trigger, I think, to um release the quantum the um, cerebral electricity into the world as a like viewable force right and because yeah, at, at because that moment of his dissolution is when the sky and everything changes it's not it yeah. wasn't the um the ship reappearing it was it's it's him bursting yes um yeah and and then setting off a, a chain reaction uh that that uh reveals the secret world uh essentially to all of humanity um you know uh proof once again that if 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 they just stopped shooting if they hadn't shot him then things probably would have been fine i mean as fine as having a possibly completely omnipotent god being but at least be one just one Instead of a world full of red skies, red water, and you know, ghost demons and nightmares living around, um, it's yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, but uh, um, uh, getting back to greetings, um, uh, uh, speech on this talk show, uh, he really goes in hard on like listen you know just because you were born after like the world completely and utterly changed you don't know what you're talking about if you're if you don't want this to happen um you should embrace the desire to go back and i'm like oh yeah ugh, this is some um deeply unpleasant kind of rhetoric uh you know given the state of the real world today i'm like um and that i don't think really hit me until once again uh this viewing which is like oh you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what what how things should be you you were born into a nightmare and you've come to accept it as 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 normalcy but it's not because you know i existed before things were like this and and you should want it to be this way and i'm like mm, that is deeply unpleasant and i you know i know you're the i know that you and your organization your company are the villain but that like he he does give like a villain speech <laughs> during this talk yeah. show um yeah. Oh, I also like that the uh, Statue of Liberty uh, turns pink mm -hmm. during his ascension. Uh, uh, we also get, uh, once again, we get another, um, you know, two sides of the same coin, because we we get this visual of, of um, uh, mischief, proto-mischief, Percy, uh, in front of the sun, this black sun, and mm -hmm. it, we also get that mirrored with Cammy the same way, in the same, essentially same position. Yeah. Um, oh, and most importantly, uh, I think that the thing that the most important thing to come out of this is that um, this this push, I I. I thoroughly believe that this push to restore the world to the way that it was um, is specifically because of mischief 
because at the end he rises out of the ocean in front of greetings uh, as as a literal leviathan and just says boo and then scuttles off as a horrible spaghetti monster and i'm like yeah you know what i guess if i just experienced what i experienced and had this creature just say boo to me i'd probably say yeah we need to fix this no matter what yeah and i think that um mr greetings his his um experiences definitely shaped him but they don't align with like what he's doing like he's the she's firmly in the um the ends justify the means camp yes but not in a way that i think is benefit it's um it's manipulative yes and it it runs into that entire like are we the baddies like it's like yes yeah you are you're you're the things you're doing are hurting people and it's, it's yes. just for like the benefits of those aren't even like purely financial, which that's not good in the first place. But it's it's a weird like we don't get to see all of the company's cards. Like we don't know what yeah they're ultimately trying to do because it's 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 like they're still in the middle of trying to do it. So I was so I've been waiting to bring this up because it kind of feels like Greetings is trying to create a god. Uh, like, yes, I mean that, that's an that's, actual that's, he, god. He, he literally is doing that, but um, and and have it under his control. But I don't think that right. that's what's going to happen. Not when right. Kami is becoming self like aware right yes that is that is that is what he is aspiring to but that is uh, yes definitely not what's going to happen at it well and he doesn't even he doesn't even get get to that point um i guess this is the, uh where we get into the the tail end of it where uh heinrich um man i almost want to call it a near death experience it's a very bizarre sequence where um heinrich ascends the clock tower uh, uh not clock tower lighthouse uh and finds a a uh canister of of cerebral electricity um as uh the baby blimp draws near and transforms into from a blimp into a um quite horrible like homunculus baby faced uh, uh like entity a titan i suppose since that is is referenced uh by mischief who has become a bird because flapping's good for cardio uh <laughs> really gets it going um and uh the uh the the blimp just murders uh greetings <laughs> um 
uh, during this this transformation, um, which it I it you know um, this might be my own interpretation, but it feels like the blimp is just murdering sea life to gather cerebral electricity to facilitate this this transformation into its new form. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. I don't like when it's <laughs> when it stretches. <laughs> when it when it yeah when it when it uh uh yeah becomes a bad thing. It gets hands. It gets floating hands. It looks it. There's there's some religious iconography there. Uh, but most importantly, Heinrich gets. I believe Heinrich gets pulled in at least his consciousness gets pulled into the interface um where he I, has a yes i but is he already in it like this is the <laughs> this is the part that's confusing because this the things that he's been visiting i read as constructs of the interface and that's what um Mr. Greetings is like tricking him with. He's like, See, I- here's the stuff that you've been seeing, and we can, uh, we can give you more of that. See, I I read it as this is uh, the all everything that we've seen so far is real, but we need you. Um, we need you, Heinrich, to to accept becoming part of the interface uh, because they clearly want him as well because he's some kind of because he's a weird anomaly and they're trying to you know contain all of them. Uh, we need you, like he says, we need you, the man of the past, uh, and uh, to take on all of our sins and blah 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 blah, and that they show him a the, what what his world in the interface could be, and it's his house with his daughter, and that they can just live forever in in like this perfect memory of existence as long as he's willing to give himself over to the interface to become whatever component for this god that greetings wants to create uh but he also needs heinrich to betray mischief so that he can be captured to be slotted in into whatever form as well yes yeah so I still feel that some things in this are constructed because we specifically see that his um his daughter and granddaughter well the grand his great granddaughter is there but his the the image of his daughter is just Kami using the chef's um octopus color changing powers to mimic his daughter yes like as as the trick yeah it's weird it, uh, the conversation with greetings is bizarre um um 
and once again probably re- uh, requires a, a a a lot of of, of reviewings in order to to get it uh, yeah. we do get... i mean it feels like he's he's doing the i'm trying to convince you to become a battery neo <laughs> uh, yes very like, much like he's that doing is... the architect from the matrix yes very much so he he is um but we do we do kind of we do kind of get like and because it's coming from greetings it, you it's really unreliable but he's like yeah all all souls that remain tethered to the earth uh do so out of guilt what was your guilt um because we are then uh, explicitly shown that yes uh while uh, while uh filming one of the nuclear tests um Heinrich was obliterated and then just reformed um which yeah, explains his, his ability yeah. to do that is uh it's unexplained like we don't know why he can do that and that's what Mr. Greetings is interested in right is that uh he was um we know based on how uh cerebral electricity works like how we're able to harness it that when people die now they're just their energy is like it's released but it can be it can be like maintained it can be you know captured uh you you henrik didn't do that you you died but then you just brought yourself back together whereas everyone else their their uh their energy is is not um it's it doesn't remain in the container right and then not only does his remain in the container he like reformed his obliterated container which is basically yes. what mischief also did yes so i i feel that heinrich and mischief are they're more intertwined than is like being or rather their 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 state of being is more similar mm-hmm. whereas Henrik's specifically limited to uh his form at the time of his death like that's why he yeah. doesn't change is because that he when he reconstructed himself that's a that's a uh a permanent form like that that backward looking caught in that moment is yes. is where he's forever at right which also explains why the cigarette just appears it's like he's ta- caught in a bizarre time loop yeah where... like a weird quantum time uh, 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 it's like looking at a photograph he is that that snapshot is him right right Man, that also just means that he could never change out of that blue suit, too. Ugh. Well, yeah, and I, I visually, I loved when he's being obliterated and then his cigarette flies off and it's just like this contrail of the burning ember. It just looks... Yeah. it's There's weird beauty in that death. Mm-hmm. Only, only to reform. Um, but yeah, greetings uh, essentially is like, yeah, okay. 
where I'm going to send you back now. There's a big red button in the lighthouse. Press that if you want to make the right choice. And I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm like, I know your sketch, but whenever anyone's like, do this to make the right choice, I'm always just like, man, I want to Yeah, that language is the exact yeah. opposite. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a really bizarre and interesting sequence. Um, also, I mean, if, if what we're seeing during this conversation with greetings and, and Henrik uh, on the train and in the field and outside of the house is the interface, I don't want to, I don't want to exist there. Not even just desert with like like sparsely populated cities that literally have just like runoff running off into like shanty towns like this is if 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 this is the end goal that everyone becomes part of this place i'm like do better do, I, I i say this as we live in a an, a universe where where meta is a thing and you know is looks significantly worse than that than, than the yeah, interface <laughs> I, and i had like it that immediately brought to mind when i was making the comment earlier um having nothing to do with the the metaverse but at the same time like everything to do with it because that's yeah. something this show is positing yep it's that it's that um the illusion of comfort like t- t- ignoring the world as it is for uh basically an ar yeah like like making that making the augmented reality uh the preferred reality right um, but it's not good. It's bad. It's a bad augmented reality, too. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that's the other... Well, that it feels like when you look back and watch um, uh, early VR, like Lawnmower Man VR. Yes. Like, you, didn't, you don't want to be in that that VR. You don't want no. that. It, it, there, it's, it's formless and featureless, and there's no... There's no point of like stability in it, right? And that that's what's passing for um, freedom. That freedom of like you can go wherever you want, but there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other uh, the other side of um, this is not it's not specifically related, but I guess it's thematically related. Is when you're playing, um, say, an open world game, and there's nothing in it to interact with. You're just wandering forever and you can go in pretty much any direction and, and you could do whatever you want, but you're alone. And there might be like, maybe if you're lucky, maybe there's some sort of NPCs, but it's scripted interactions and it's limited and it starts to loop that you would go, I feel like you would go crazy very, very quickly. Yes. Like there, there's no, um, there's no, there's no stimulus to it. Right. Like you can't, you can't affect the world 
but you're stuck in it. And I think that that's um, that that is something that's a sense uh, that exists right now uh, because of the state of things and the world governments, the climate, just everything that's kind of going toward a point, mm-hmm. a bad one. But a terminus. Yes, but in individual action is basically an ineffective thing. It's like throwing a rock at a hurricane. Like, you're not going to do anything to the hurry. I mean, you can't affect it or a, a pebble. Um, but you're you're stuck with it. You're stuck in a situation to where no matter what you do, you can't improve uh, the larger picture of it. Yes. So I think for me that that sense and that that pervasive feeling is also prevalent in interface yeah <laughs> uh, and yes. it's and it's something that's been part and parcel of the other things that we've been talking about for the past three years or so when we when we've looked at Legati and um Slatsky and a few other authors whose work like not only exemplifies those things but it's it's like that sense in in distilled distilled form um those that part of it um is what makes it more not only interesting to where like I'm drawn to it but something that is uh comforting and that's a weird yes. that's a weird pull because inherently the the sentiments behind those fictions are not um friendly to like society and culture and humanity it's like the opposite of that yes but also still intrinsically bound to culture society and humanity yeah it's the because part that it, people it, it, don't it, want to look at yeah it's it it requires those things to exist as a mirror right. like to to be held up and compared to right yeah which uh, is something that and, i think that this deals with um because this themes are uh backward looking present day and forward looking but Henrik's choices aren't um he's very limited in what he actually has the power to do and the things that when it does seem like he's making the one that's not the not the right choice uh, you know yes. in in Mr. Greeting's terms but the the choice that's potentially better for Henrik is still not a choice because it's what mischief is put him there to do right yes and at mischief is a sort of cosmic quantum god and that means that art again it's putting humanity as if if 
Henrik is humanity because we don't again see anybody else aside from his like great granddaughter. Right. Like there's no other a like agencies. We get Mr. Greetings, but he's self interested. Right. Uh and we we're viewing all of this through Henrik. He's our like proxy and <laughs> yes. It it's it's that same sort of negative thing where like no matter what he does it's it's not it's still a bad end like yeah he's not making a larger effect on the world it's he's caught up in his own grief and his own existence to a point where even when he does acknowledge that, oh yeah, he needs to continue living um, for the benefit of his great granddaughter, Mm -hmm. I guess uh, that's still up for like, well, okay, but nothing you have done, like you're not able to change the state of the world. So now you're both just stuck living in this weird like hellscape. Oh, I I mean, hellscape is a little mean. Yeah, like society yeah. continues to exist. Like honestly, all things considered, like I I I do not believe that if something happened like tomorrow that was like and surprise, ghosts and goblins and spirits and demons are real. Um, I do not think that there would still be cities <laughs> and then civilization and society at this point in time. I yeah, I feel like humanity as a whole is at a tipping point, and if that happened, uh, everything would just fall apart. Um, so yeah, we we've we've talked a little bit about that when um, this this is not a one-to-one, but it's very close conceptually to uh, Kyoshi Kurosawa's um, Pulse yes. film, uh, specifically where people are made of kind of qu- ghosts or quantum energy, you know, the, the, electromag- the electric spirits of people. Right. Um, and when you see that and see that like the everything is everything is connected at that level but that that doesn't that that levels beyond like what you can attain as like a corporeal body Mm -hmm. so you start to under like you 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 get a feeling of like well if that's if that's all there is like if you die that's what you're like stuck with Mm-mm. we're just stuck here but it's you're just you know energy that didn't get to go anywhere right then like wh- why why continue this existence when you're you're going to be doing it forever in the first place yeah it's, like, like yes. there's nothing better than what you have right now and that what you have right now is not a permanent thing right and also not that great. <laughs> yeah. So the alternative isn't. Um, it isn't any more. It's. It's not. It's worse. It's not. There. There is no better. Yes. There's nothing better to hope for, and that sense is the like the eradication of hope. Right. And that's why the world will like collapse in in that 
universe, like that setting. Mm. And I feel like oh. that's kind of what you're stuck with here is like, you, you don't even get that because um, mischief, there as an entity, there's entities that absorb you when you die. Right. You don't get to go somewhere. You get sucked into a multi-dimensional being. Or if you're even unluckier, you have something like Kami who comes along and can absorb people that are still alive. Yes. You don't have to be dead to be just like incorporated. And that's, that's, yeah, that, that's the horror of like this particular iteration of a world. Right. It's not, it's not the other like ghosts and demons and other things floating around. It's, it's that idea of absorption and, um, the loss of individuality like you don't exist as a single person we we can see that when we're looking at the um floating masses uh, or the contained masses of the um energy is yeah. that it's never like an overriding presence it's a multitude that's perpetually phasing in and out mm -hmm. like there's not a predominant aspect of a person that comes to the forefront uh e even within mischief when we see his like internal form it's right it's just that swirling energy that he's not um he's not bringing forward like the this the specific spirit of um heinrich's granddaughter and and talking to him through her uh, she's been reduced to her like electrical Memories. components and and bits of memory like right. we don't even know that all of that is transferable like how could you right. contain that how could you differentiate that between the massive other memories like it's 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 it I would think that Mischief wouldn't even have his own identity, but his his core identity is so strong that he simply gains a store of knowledge rather than absorbing personalities. Right. Yes. Like I don't. I don't it's think the, your the, your personhood is gone. Yes. Yes. You as an individual with agency and desire cease to exist, but everything that you knew is well possibly everything that you knew that Th you things that you knew of. are still there Preserved, but, I, but yeah. if, if that's the essence if a if a person is the sum of all their experiences but that uh in the end is diminished then that like that idea of perpetuating after death is like horrendous because then you're, yeah. oh, you're, yeah. you're just parts. Yeah. Component pieces, not, not a, not a person, not, not a consciousness, just the, just the, just the knowledge of, of, of your life and existence, like a book. You're essentially like, like an autobiography, a, a staticky, ghosty autobiography. Wow, that's a horrible, nightmarish existence. 
Although, you know, if you're not even sapient anymore, then no. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that that's the other thing is like if you're just snapshots of your life. But not in like in any specific order or you don't, you know, you obviously don't get to pick the bits that were um, remembered. Yes. It's just like someone's pulling from a big like lotto bag or you know and going okay you're you're now just these few pieces that's what's left of you can't yes. even say that that's a, a you anymore kind of kind of like the ghost in uh bly manor <laughs> actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like that where you don't even know there's not enough of you to be fully aware of your condition because you're just um yeah you're just like the key moments of your life and maybe not even all of it just like a small frame where where impressions were recent enough to uh maintain and even those fade right so yeah it's it's so uplifting (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it, it is kind of uplifting because you know, Henrik makes the wrong decision, presses the correct red button, which would be uh, Mischief's nose as a, a, a very nice uh, phone, uh, rotary phone. Um, and uh, they, hey, we once again get the Henrik M- Mischief Fusion Dance. Um, yeah, this is the part where you know that mischief as a parasite because before we weren't sure like is he just covering him no he's like the tequila worm in his body yeah but big uh uh which you know once i think i i posed this question uh uh when we covered part one but um i i it leads me to wonder uh is the reason does mischief has mischief done this with other people and would that just kill them? And is the fact that Henrik is immoral, the reason why this is a thing that he can do for a prolonged amount of time? Because I, I, I like to think with my head canon that if mischief did this with like a normal human being, it would just like instantly kill them. And like, he would absorb them like instantaneously. But because I think so, based on his um, his mimicry of other life forms, they have to be dead first. Right. Right. And I mean, technically, Heinrich's dead. Right. He's both dead and alive all at the same time. Yes, he is. He is the he is Schrodinger's cat. Uh, but observable, the observable yes. <laughs> version, yes. um, uh, and uh, we get uh, we get an action sequence, which was not what I was expecting for the end of the series. Um, I, I, uh, I don't get me wrong; I actually really like it, and it still manages to 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 uh, hammer a bunch of existential navel gazing questions. Uh, during it, but yeah, Heinrich, uh, 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 the Fusion Boys escape the lighthouse now that the baby blimp has just become a horrible baby monster. Um, and surprise, surprise, the lighthouse is actually just a baby bottle. That is what the cerebral electricity was there for. 
Um, they dodge out of the way of some of the hand constructs. Um, well, Mischief talks about a man creating God, chicken and egg, yada yada. You know, we've we've covered this before. Um, um, until uh, they reach the shore where uh, Mischief's daughter, or not Mischief, Heinrich's daughter and great granddaughter are there, and the great and his daughter is is holding a knife to his great great granddaughter because it's not really his daughter; it's Cammy disguised as her. Um, oh yeah, and you know what? I guess I guess it is that mischief is inside of Heinrich because he then proceeds to vomit him out. Um, yeah. All I could think it just made me think of poltergeist too. When the dad drinks the, um, tequila worm. Yep. Or the agave, <laughs> the agave worm. Yep. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually really bad. Um, but uh, Mischief transforms into an apple that Heinrich throws at fake daughter that turns into a hand that rips off Cammy's mask. They have a he has a brief talk with her about he once again reiterates when I look through the uh, when I look at the world through your eyes it it, it is no different to me, uh, something that he said to Heinrich uh, in part one. Um, uh, and this is where he mentions that the mask only uh, works one way, that you can't look in, you can't look inwards, you can only look out. Uh, Kami uses uh, some of those uh, Squid Chef knife skills to slice uh, uh, Mischief's head in half. Um, yeah, so Kami is set to self-destruct, and it's using the knife storm, um, right, right after that that moment because uh, mischief. I think he's draining. He definitely sticks his little ghost hands from his face into her. So yes. I, I think, think he is he's, feeding off of her. Yeah, he's he's feeding off of all of the cerebral electricity, and to prevent that full uh, drain, um, the the protocol is activated and and ex- she explodes into chef knives. Yeah. Um. Uh. In a uh, really, I have to say, when uh when this happened, I was uh, very stunned. Um, uh, to, uh, to, uh, when, yeah, uh, she explodes into a, 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 a shower of chef knives that, um, totally eviscerates, uh, um, mischief. Um, I really like the reaction shot of, of, uh, the knives flying into the rock that Henrik and his great granddaughter are hiding behind. And he looks up and she looks up and he's like, nope, I absolutely not there is no way that you are supposed to be looking at this horror show um or these knives i mean he he pushes her down so she doesn't get diced up um and henrik uh goes and 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 checks mischief's pulse in his neck and and is look looks sad actually looks sad shows some some emotion 
places his, his hat on over his face to cover him up, and uh, Mischief eats it and reforms. Yeah. I think because he says nutritious and musty. He, yes, he does. Musty and, and nutritious. Now I'm nutritious as he transforms into a bigger giant. Apple. Yes, into a giant apple. And this is where he once again says, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the uh, strong? It's like the strong, the strong eat the weak. And they yes. do eat. And do eat even parasites uh, as the baby blimp run the baby homunculus runs up and quickly devours mischief before passing out and falling into the ocean yeah and henrik and his great granddaughter just kind of walk off into the sunset yep and go to a just, diner just prior to all yeah they they sit at that picturesque glass diner that's i don't know the name of the painting but it's you'd know it if you saw it yes um and it just everything is potentially peaceful um mr greetings has passed away he died due to i don't old being old no he the 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 uh the blip kills him it it gives him a cocktail of drugs that just straight up murders Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't tell if it was trying to like keep him alive. He's he has interfaced with the blimp, and I think he's been doing that for a while because his when he was talking to Henrik, it wasn't him. I think that was like the projection of him. Right. Yes. Um. But yeah, it doesn't explain that. It, it shows the list of drugs on the thing. I thought I didn't look them up to see what they were, but apparently, yes, I guess it was poisoned, and he was being dealt with by Kami. By by the god that he created, yeah, desperately wished to create his own undoing, and yeah, we get the credits and then a final last ending of the um the baby just in the water. Uh, I took this to be that um mischief. I mean, we know on purpose was consumed by the baby, but I. I feel like because he's a parasite, he's just gestating and going to like yes. consume all of the um, energy inside the baby because it's full of it. Yes. Uh, while I know you haven't, uh, Unami has uh, has started immediately on a follow potential follow up series. Yeah called safe mode and i know that you haven't watched the first episode of it but greetings greetings is in it so i believe that safe mode is actually takes place in the interface inside of the horrible baby homunculus god all right well that'll be interesting to take a look at uh i think <laughs> that this that's that's all we got for this part two, so yeah, uh, it's a recommend as it's just a piece of art. It's it is some delightful to look at animation. Yes, uh, with uh, and we didn't mention it. Uh, I, we didn't mention it last uh, last time, but the score, which is is all original, is also actually rather nice as well. Um, 
it, 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 there, it, there's it, some very touching moments in this. Yes. So yes, I believe that is it for this episode. Uh, time for the admin. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at sentinut underscore plus. You can find the podcast also on Twitter at mon underscore d monster and this and back episodes at monsterdeer.monster. And yourself, Leonard? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can find my video game video essay work on YouTube by searching Dr. Faust is Dead. And you can find my uh, on uh, live action, quote, big air quotes, uh, video work on YouTube by searching uh, Umbra Knox Productions. Um, oh, and uh, did we get Cameron? Did we... You can find Cameron on Twitter at <laughs> night underscore twitten, and that's night without a K. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Monster Dear Monster. Thank you, as always, for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>